Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology Today. I am so thankful you're here, and I am so glad to be your host for this edition. Looking at a very famous ancient manuscript today, probably third in recognizability, only superseded by Sinaiticus and Vaticanus, and that is Codex Alexandrinus. And so we're in the popular handbook of archaeology in the Bible by Holden and Geisler, page 116, gives a, a brief, good little synopsis of it. So let's get started. Hey, glad you're here. Okay, so Codex Alexandrinus, and when you're looking in codices and uh, textual apparatus and that type thing, it's often known as A, just as Vaticanus is known as B, and uh, Sinaiticus is known as Aleph. So, the Codex Alexandrinus contains virtually the entire Old Testament, most of the New Testament, with few exceptions. From the original Codex, or book, of about 820 leaves, 773 are still intact. The scribal work employed the use of two columns with large unshields, or large print, also known as majuscules, on thin vellum. This manuscript is surprisingly well-preserved in spite of its early date, multiple locations since it was first bestowed upon the Patriarch of Alexandria. It's dated to the mid-5th century A.D., that would be about 450 A.D., somewhere around the time of the Council of Ephesus, or even Chalcedon, clearly revealing the handiwork of the Alexandrian scribes of Egypt. The number of scribes employed for its composition is arguable, as the text displays varying quality and handiwork, independent textual nuances. I'm thinking in the Gospels it has some like Textus Receptus readings. And multiple exemplars, and exemplars what they would have been copying from. That whole, you know, an exemplar, so important. Because, okay, it's 450, but what if the exemplar, or multiple in this case, are coming from 100 A.D.? So it could reflect what's going on in 100 A.D. So this is the reason, you know, so many people who are just kind of amateurish on textual studies and all this, they're just like, well, my manuscript's older than your manuscript. Mine's closer to the apostles. Well, I mean, that would be like, okay, we're 200 and, what, 50 years almost from the founding of our country, 1776, and so let's some, say somebody uh, has this horrible, corrupted copy from 1850 of the Declaration of Independence that, you know, a kid is just trying, a sixth grader or a six-year-old is trying to write it out and just butchered it. And then, so then you've got one from 2020 that's a copy from the original I think I saw that when I was a kid. I didn't really realize what I was seeing when I went to Washington, D.C. at like 10 years old. And uh, Philadelphia went there. And they had these things on display because it was 1776, obviously. And uh, so, um, so obviously the 2020 is, is far more accurate than the 1850 because of scribal practice in that particular case. But you could have exemplars. What if there was a mistaken exemplar from 1790 that 1850 was copying from? 
and, but our exemplar would be the original 1776. So I know that's not probably the greatest illustration, but that I think does serve the purpose. So the exemplars, it has the distinction of being the foremost validation to the original text of Revelation. Now, that being said, you could argue some of the early so-called church fathers, which I don't really like that term, uh, would be because they quoted it as well. So that's Codex Alex Dryness. And I tell you what, we're going to do kind of on the spur of the moment just because it's in my mind to do this. Let's look this up. Let's just do a, a quick trip to the old faithful Wikipedia, which I know is not the fount of accuracy, but in many times, uh, things like this, it really is good. Alex Drynish. When you hate to have a name like Alex Drynish, then people would say, that's the Codex. Um, Codex Alex Drynus, 5th century. It's one of the four great uncials, uh, along with, uh, okay, Walton is the one that assigned it a. Here's what I was looking for. It's 12 by 6 inches by 10.4 inches, and it is, in fact, Byzantine text type in the Gospels, Alexandrian, and the rest of the New Testament. So when they say, like, the Alexandrian, I mean, excuse me, the Byzantine text type didn't exist at this early age and stuff. Well, obviously did in the Gospels right there. I was thinking this was gifted somewhere in Great Britain, um, like in the 1640s. I'm looking for something on that as well. So, place of origin, date... Arabic notes. It's amazing how many of these early manuscripts have Arabic notes in them as well. Yeah. So the Codex was brought to Constantinople in 1621 by Cyril Lucaris, first patriarch of Alexandria, then later a patriarch of Constantinople. And uh, so he was supported by the English government and presented the Codex to James, King James, in 1624 as gratitude for his help. So I was thinking that it got to England somehow in the 16... I said 1640s, actually 1624. But anyhow, that is, again, one of the four great uncials. And I want to say thank you so much for listening. Please join us daily. If this is your first time, we're so glad you're here. And again, just join us daily. Listen to our playlist. Have a lot of information there. And uh, subscribe. Leave a five-star review. They say that really helps folks find this as well. And we'll just say God bless you. And we'll talk with you later. Bye-bye. Hope you'll join us next time.